what's up guys hello hello good day how are you oh my god it is uh, another beautiful day so happy to be here with you guys joining me for another kakoti edition i want to welcome all of the viewers wherever you you're locked in whatever in the world you're tuned in from welcome i want to especially uh thank Digicel Play, any of you who have the Digicel Play app, you can actually go on and see this show live. So that's in 30 countries around the world. You can actually tune in right now to Kako Tea. I actually have a ginger mint in my mouth right now. See? Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm getting the cold. So I'm trying to like not get the cold. So I'm eating ginger mint <laughs> like there's no tomorrow. All right, so we got a great show for you today. Um, we have uh, Lindell is going to be joining us. Uh, she is a phenomenal woman, and I cannot wait to introduce her to you guys, my faculty followers, my lovers, my friends, my fans. Uh, she's a phenomenal Caribbean woman. Um, woman, I, I, I almost said women because I'm thinking of all of the things that she's she does she does so many things and reading through her bio i was actually like thinking oh my god this woman kind of sounds and feels like me like how does she do so many different things and like live <laughs> like like she is so talented and i'm so excited to to bring her on with us today i want to big up Carvel. Carvel's the one who made the introduction so big up to you, Carvel, for linking up a fellow Caribbean woman uh, to the Kakoti family. Um, guys, it's so great getting, you know, um, you know, connected with all of these different people from across the Caribbean and uh, having them share their story through my medium. And, and it's so it's so uplifting. It's so inspiring. And I hope I can continue to inspire you and share with you and and have all of these amazing people share their lives with you so i hope i can continue to do that you know i don't know why i feel sentimental but yeah i just hope that i can continue to do that if you're just tuning in let me know where you're locked in from as always um i really like to know where my my uh, listeners or, or viewers are, are listening or viewing from so let me know where you're where you're locked in and um and we can get this show on the road. I, I can't wait to introduce um, Lindell with you. All along, I kept thinking she was Guyanese, but she, she does have a little bit of Guyanese in her, but she is actually St. Lucian, right? And, you know, St. Lucia is, for us, our sister island. It's funny, though, like, no offense to any other Caribbean island whatsoever, but I'm talking to her, and I'm thinking, okay, she's Guyanese, and I'm like, oh, you're in Guyanese, you, you're living, and I'm trying to, like, you know, ask her all of these questions and stuff. And then she says, well, I moved here. And I was like, so you're not Guyanese? And she goes, no. I go, she, she goes, I'm St. Lucian. I'm like, you're St. Lucian? And it automatically, conversation almost becomes different because for us, Dominican, I don't know if the other islands have that same connection with their, their fellow islanders, but Dominicans and St. Lucians are really like sisters. Like the second she said she was from St. Lucia. I don't know, I just felt calm. I just felt like, oh, I talked to my family. Like, oh, no big deal. You know, it just automatically became so comfortable. So um, I'm, I'm getting ready to get her on. Monel is here. Hi, Monel. How are you? Thank you so very much for tuning in. Um, and just let me let me know, guys, where you're locked in from. Uh, share the live. As soon as you get on, share the live. I'm going to get... Linda on right I'm not gonna miss a bit today because we have a packed show for you. Uh, as I said, she is so multi-talented and I can't wait to share her story with you guys. I'm getting ready to get her on Kakuti. So without no further ado, let's welcome Lindell to the show. Hi Lindell. Hello, hello, hello. How are you, JL? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Excited, excited to be here. 
Well, I'm so excited to have you on. I was just sharing with the viewers, you know, um, the fact that you're St. Lucian, but you, you do live in, in Guyana. And I am indeed. The, yeah. and just saying how, you know, how different it felt the second you told me you were St. Lucian. You know, it just felt different. So, you know, it's, it's like, yes, kindred, kindred spirits immediately. <laughs> Seriously, no, no joke, no joke there. Um, we're, we're getting ready for, uh, for a show. And I, I just want to, you know, welcome the, the folks who are coming on, Gillette, Joseph, um, good, good day to you guys. And, you know, all of the fans and all the friends across the network, the different network, especially Digicel Play. Um, and, of course, the show will air again on um on radio as well as the feed will be on the podcast would be on itunes but i'm happy to have you here with me um linda and thank you so much i really want, I really want to say a, a good good afternoon to your fans i see them logging in and they look like they're super super excited to be here just as i am super excited to know super excited to know about you and um this media is actually to to um to inspire, to, I hope that people yeah. can connect with each other and relate to each other. Like, like I was saying, just reading your bio, I felt like I could relate to you somewhat because oh, oh, you. you're in a different, um, you're in a different country. You're you're doing different things, yeah. but you're doing so many yeah. different things. It's like, how do how does one balance all of this? But we're gonna get into that later on in the show, and I want to start off the show. First of all, by you introducing yourself to the audience, letting us know who you are. It's a question that I ask every single guest on every single show. Um, and the reason why, and some, one person actually asked me, why are you asking who I am? You are a bit offended by it. Oh, yeah. It's not offend, it's more or less to find out, um, you know, how do you look at yourself? Because people can look at you as somebody else, and you, you know, you have this extensive bio, and they might say, "Oh, this is oh, Linda is you know, yeah. this development trainer and blah blah blah." Who is Linda? Exactly, and I appreciate I appreciate you for that question. The reason for that is because times, you know, when people ask you, "Who are you?" It is not for you. It's not for your CV. It is really who I am. I am a mother a wife, a sister, fundamentally, I'm a Caribbean woman. I am so Caribbean. I am born in St. Lucia, my father Barbadian, my mother St. Lucian. I live currently in Guyana, my stepfather Vincentian. How more Caribbean can I be? <laughs> and the thing about it is that in spite of everything else you do, you need to be able to always connect with your roots. Because for me, being a mother, a sister, a friend is, is, is the most important thing. Personally, and those who know me know that about me. All of the other things that I have added on, trainer, business consultant, all of these things, these things are add-ons. But fundamentally, I'm a woman. I'm a Caribbean woman. I'm a sister. In yes. I love that. I like that. I'm a sister, and I almost felt like a sister for a very second there. Yeah. yeah. I love the rap too, you know. Thank you. Yo, this is like people always ask me, why do you wrap your hair? It's more of like a bad hair day. Wrap your hair. It is it is absolutely beautiful. A Thank true you. sister. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. So um you you mentioned that you are Saint Lucian. Uh, tell us a little bit about where you grew up and what was life like growing up. Growing up, I had I had a great childhood. I had a childhood, a Caribbean childhood, a Saint Lucian childhood. You know, loved my family. I came from a large family. My grandmother Rita Rita was, or, or most people called her Majo. So Majo was the matriarch of our family. She said, drink water every day, children. And we had to drink the water. You know, she, she was a, a woman who gardened and showed us how to garden. We didn't take it when we were younger, but today I, I am gardening. I, I run a farm. I do all of those great things. I think it's because of her. St. Lucia for me 
was a place where we played, we grew, really inspired each other as we grew up because it was somehow, I believe, because of, of a lot of our, our forefathers and those, those who came before us, they paved the way for inclusion children. So we have people like Sir Arthur Lewis and Derek Walker. These were the people we looked up to as children. So most St. Lucians you meet, you will find that they always aspire to excellence. And that happened from our childhood, where we played, how we played on the beach, you know, heading to the beach for the whole Sunday. We always had to make sure that we are following the law. I remember crossing over even the, the VG, VG airport in St. Lucia to head to the beach. We had our, our parents always made sure that we did certain things. You have to stop until the green light comes before you cross over to head to the beach and you were crossing the runway of an airport. And that was, that's how we grew up, but we were all, what was always inculcated in us is following rules, following instructions and, and having the ultimate respect for authority. So that was my St. Lucia. We, we share the same sentiments because, you know, achievers as well um yes it's something that's ingrained in us and even to this day you know i'm back in school and sometimes my professors say to me it's okay and i'm like no it's not okay like 78 is not okay how can i get that that up they're like but you did well i'm like no not well enough we exactly always we always were held to these ideals you know we had to be a better version of ourselves every time we were never taught to compete fiercely among ourselves but to compete with yourself yeah. be better than you were you know yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> um that is that is amazing and so you mentioned growing up in, in san lucia what whereabouts in san lucia you grew up what was your family life like okay so i was born in leclerc funny enough and then we moved to cedars so a lot of my 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 years was around the Cedars Lesland area, which is just outside of Castry. So I'm a city girl. So I, you know, I've, I've lived there. For, I will live there for many years, and then we moved up to Sunbill, which was a little higher up in the same general vicinity. As we grew older, we moved to other locations in Saint Lucia, but that was where I grew up. I grew up in Castries, the city. Yes, and you mentioned that you you are a sister. You have siblings. Uh, tell us a little bit about yes, that. I do. I have I have one sister after me. Um, on my mother's side, that is. So you know you know how that happens in the Caribbean, right, JL? So the yeah. mother has her kids, and then the, the father has his kids. So so on the on the mother's side, I have two sisters, uh, Elsa Elsa Samuel and. Alice, who lives in Canada, Elsa is in Orlando and, and Alice is in Canada. So shout out to my sister Alice in, 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 in Canada and my brother who also lives in Canada, Bunnell, Bunnell Clark. So um, it was four of us in a household. However, I have lots of other siblings. So I have Julie, Glenn, they're all on my father's side. I also have Nikki, um, they're all father's children, John, father's kids but always very close. And the way that the Caribbean world at the time, and I think up to now, is that although we have all of these extended families, then as we grow up, it becomes a little more seamless that we, we, we embrace what used to be, what, what divided us after, after a while as we grew up, we as adults, connect with each other still. So I'm happy to have them all. <laughs> Mostly the, the parents are kind of put that in people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're afraid to talk to your to the outside child as they call them. Exactly. That's you know what you're gonna say, right? Mm -hmm. Right. That was our Caribbean. We need to embrace that. Yes. But you get older and then you realize, yo, I have so much more in common with this person than the people that I lived with. You know, growing up, you know, it's like exactly. How can I not you be to that person? Yeah, and I've always been, I've always been very open to them. We always really had a good relationship. We never had a bad relationship and stuff like that. So as they grew up, as as all grew up, our kids now are are in different places, and hopefully one day before we die, we can bring our kids together 
so that our children do not say, "Mommy, meet my, meet my um my my other my my boyfriend or meet my girlfriend, and then it's a niece of mine or something." So I'm just always praying and hoping that we could come together, although we live in so many countries. <laughs> oh my God! It's, it's the reality of the Caribbean. So, so you, you left Saint Lucia and you decided to move to another. Um, I like to probably say another. It's, it's technically a country, but it's 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 one of our fellow islands. Yes, right. So you decide to move to Guyana. What prompted that? It is, it is very Caribbean. It is. Yeah. Well, what happened is uh, around 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 when about around uh, 19, 1996, I moved to London to study, and then came back to Saint Lucia. And then went back again to Sweden to study. So my I studied a lot in Europe, and and then we came back to Caribbean. During that time, life happened. Met met my friend, husband, the 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 most handsome guy in the Caribbean, and and um, got married. And then we decided that we were going to to move home to Saint Lucia. It just happened that he got an opportunity here in Guyana. And we decided we had been apart because he was studying, I was studying. And in between that, we had our daughter. So we had to make a family decision as to where we live. Or else we would, we would, he would probably be here 12 years and I would be back there in St. Lucia. So we made that decision. And the decision was that I was going to take some leave of absence because I worked for the government at the time and head on to Guyana. I did that. And 12 years down the line, I'm here. <laughs> ah, the things we do for men. <laughs> I am telling you. But, but, but more specifically, the things we do for family and for, for children. Because I, I worked in tourism, moved about a lot. So we had to literally get, you know, uh, home help to, help to help with her. And, her. and my husband at the time also moved move around a lot. So there, there we were, being successful um, professionals, but our daughter was was being raised and being we were being assisted by by you know a third party. So when we decided to come here, it was really about her. It was about us having some more time to take care of her and to do some great things for her, and we haven't regretted that at all. Wow. I read your bio and your bio is so, um, it's, an, it's extensive, it's intense, it, yes. there's so much going on in it. You're involved in, or you've been involved in so many different initiatives. Uh, you're involved in entrepreneurship, you're involved yes. in tourism, culture, arts, teaching, business yes. and training, like why so many different things? How exactly did you fall all of these different things? So, so you know, the 12 years that I spent, I have spent here in Guyana, allowed me or gave me these opportunities. It really allowed me to not just be working for one organization. And too often in the Caribbean, we are 30 and 40, and we could say that we have worked in one organization for 15 or 16 years, you know, and we think that this is a champion or a trophy statement. It really isn't, because if we look at our counterparts around the world, a person at 30 and 35 have probably done about three or four or five jobs. So there I was, some 12 years ago, I had worked for the government of St. Lucia for 19 years. Wow. Yes. And so I came into a new space as I said, to take care of family, et cetera. And, and there I saw many opportunities. There were opportunities for me to sip some tea and talk about what was going wrong. And I decided, no. I decided that if you see that there are issues or there are, there are things that you can help with, the better thing to do is to help. And so I started lecturing at the university here in Guyana. So I lectured here for about a year and a half. And meanwhile, during that time, I did a lot of consulting work on my own, you know, independently. And then I started doing a bit of consulting for CARICOM Secretariat. And that's how the whole, the whole thing spiraled. I then decided that I would have to, leave, to, to stop the lecturing because 
the kids deserved a little more time. Mm -hmm. And I, I am one of those people who believe in youth and youth development. So what I did then is, you know, I did the consulting work and then I moved on to, to actual employment where I was headhunted to manage a project that looked at the redevelopment and reconstruction of Haiti. Yes. And that was Diana. Yes. So that, I mean, I saw that. I was like, wow. Yes. Who's not going to do that for Haiti? You know, I would do anything for that country because I really love it. You know, it's 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 one of the if 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 any of the viewers here are looking on, you know, Haiti in my mind is truly undiscovered. What the media tells you about Haiti is not Haiti. You know, it's really a beautiful country. It's good people, people who really believe in moving things ahead. So I worked with them for a long time. What was and it? Enjoyed what was it like working in Haiti? Um, it was, well, the thing is, I had, funny enough, whilst I did the reconstruction and redevelopment of Haiti, I was working out of the headquarters of um, the CARICOM Secretariat here in Guyana. So I traveled there on on projects. So I did the, the um, I think it was a cholera, cholera medical supply project. I did a cardi revegetation project. I also did a wash project in collaboration with the IOM, the International Organization for, for Migration. And every time I had to go into various parts of Haiti. So I have been in inside of Haiti quite a bit. And after that, I worked in Haiti for about two and a half to three months full time, where um, where we looked at the Carifesta, where we worked, I worked on Carifesta in Haiti. So wow. I have been around there a little bit, yes. <laughs> so what was the experience like? Was it just because, you know, the media tells you that um, Haiti has so much poverty, Haiti has so much crime, yeah. Um, yeah. and that's what you see, you know, um, that's pushed out um, in the public. Just like how years ago it was done with Africa, the same thing yes. where Haiti is concerned. What What was your impression of Haiti? I I saw... For me, I will I will say to you one thing. Every Caribbean person needs to take a trip to Haiti. And the reason for that is because Haiti is one is the first Caribbean country um, um, island to revolt against slavery. And all of the history is there. All of it is is present in Mopana. Mopana is one of the best museums. I mean, it is so beautiful. It tells you could you could go in there and literally see what is our history. A very important thing as Caribbean people for us to see. And then there are loads of persons in Haiti who themselves have collected historical artifacts that really tells us the story of our journey as Caribbean people. So I, I, I would recommend that people literally take a trip to Haiti. Then the media shows you what sells, and that is broken down shanties, uh, City Soleil with all of its ill because, Ill because it's a slum area, but a slum area, it can be found in each of our countries. And you know that, dear. Amen. We all have slums, right? Yeah. But Haiti has some beautiful parts of it. You, you go down to Jackmel. Jackmel is, is like a tapestry of art. You walk into, you, you, the bus stops and you come off in Jackmel. It looks like a, a melting pot of, of culture, of rich culture and art, right? Then, then you could go um, as far north, you know, in Haiti, where you could actually see the citadel. The citadel is a site for soils. You get to the top there and you don't want to leave. People wow. sit there. You literally see the cannons. You see all of the things in my mind that really, really define us as Caribbean people. So it's a great, it's a great experience. And don't, don't, don't forget the, the beautiful beaches, the, the, the landscape, the topography. There are parts of Haiti totally unexplored and unseen. And that's from a Lucian who's been there. <laughs> now I wanna go, I wanna go to Haiti. Yes, yes. Very good I really love it.
and and I think I I think I'm gonna have to make that trip now. Indeed. You you also in addition to you all the projects that you worked on, you are big on mentorship. It's a huge part of what you do. Um, yes. To get into mentorship. Well, I I I I think mentor mentorship chose me <laughs> more than I chose it. The, the thing is, I've always seen the youth of our region and and the of Saint Lucia of Guyana, where I live now, as the most important asset of any region or country. And so, I often say to my colleagues, I have never I've never lectured students that are so ready and willing to learn, like. The Guyanese um, students. When I when I lecture at the university, they're always so willing, ready, and able to learn. So I am thinking, you know, why is it that they do not move on, or why is it that they do not move as fast as they should? And in conversations with them, that is where the mentorship starts. Because you know, you're just asking a question or two, and there. You know, the young person, you give in responses and the young person is so impressed by what they hear. And they keep coming back to ask another question and another question. And that is how mentorship really grew for me. You know, um, I must also say thank you to a young lady by the name of Samantha Shioposad. She's Guyanese. She is one of the Queen's young leaders. Samantha, Samantha chose me to be her mentor. And that is where a lot of that, the mentorship started. And then after I mentored other Queen's Young Leaders and I continue to do it up to now. Wow. This is, yes. a, you're like a, you're like a, like a phenomenal woman. Like you're like the real Caribbean woman. It's so amazing. <laughs> I love the name of your business. Uh, you, you, you started in, 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 in Guyana with the taste of St. Lucia. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So, you know, when we were thinking about, you know, the name for our business, um, I remember my husband saying or mentioning Cerulean. I thought that sounds nice. And I said, where, where did the name, where did the name come from? And then he told me that Cerulean is the blue of our St. Lucian flag. So I was like, huh, I love it. Yes. And so I decided that, well, we decided that it would be a good name for our business because we don't only, I mean, Guyana is not the only place where we operate. We operate throughout the region, internationally as well. Okay. And so it would be a good way to bring the message of our St. Lucianness, for want of a better word, to the world. So when people ask me why, they, they have all kinds of, of, of pronunciations of it. And I say it is Cerulean. It is the blue of my flag, St. Lucia. And so I explained to them that Cerulean also means purity. It means integrity. It means honesty. And one of the, that is a value of me and my family. So, you know, hence the reason for Cerulean. Take a little bit of home with you. <laughs> you definitely did. And your business um, does a lot of mostly business development in terms of training. Uh, what does exactly does that entail? Okay, so um, one of the things that we, we see or we pride ourselves by is that we help companies to build capacity. You Sometimes we, you know, you hear people saying all the time, employ for an attitude and train later. So many, many um, business owners are actually doing that because they have felt that your attitude determines your altitude. It also helps in the, in the customer focus approach to doing business. That is what is being, is being put forward as your plan for success in your business. You need to be customer focused. So here we are with, with employers who may be employing people for a great attitude. And therefore, what, how are they going to train those persons who have the attitude, but perhaps do not have some of the softer skills, do not have some of the technical skills. And that is where we come in. Because in businesses, your training 
your training manager cannot train on everything. I can't train on everything. And that is why at Cerulean, we have trainers who are specialists in particular areas, right? So we might have, for example, we have a specialist out of Jamaica who is a communication specialist. We might have someone who's, who's a business specialist who's out of Guyana. We, there I am where I am a service quality specialist and also business. So we, we, we believe that, that organizations do not, or the training managers in organizations do not all have the answers. And that is where we come in. We offer companies to help them build capacity. Wow. Wow. That sounds, that sounds really, really good. So you've networked all across the Caribbean. So you literally have like a, a crew that follows you and can exactly. chip in wherever necessary based on the needs of each individual company. That is the point. As well, I'll tell you something else. It starts with my inner circle. So every, every woman, every woman and particularly a woman in business need to have a trust circle. So I have a trust circle of women in Jamaica, in Trinidad, in Barbados, where we, we sometimes get together and talk about our businesses. And then from that very pool, we also, you know, when women come together, how we, are, we have these strong qualifications and you wonder, wow, my sister, that too, kind of. So we have that and we have... So, so I have been blessed with a nice, neat trust circle where I can reach out to them and say, hey, I'm trying to do X, Y, Z. For example, I have Valerie Grant in, in Jamaica. Valerie is a geospatial specialist. Where do you ever hear, of, you know, this woman? Geospatial. She does these GIS, geography, mapping, etc. So, you know... I can pull on her and say, hey, Val, I have to do X, Y, Z. Can you come in with me? And she's like, yes, just say time and place. I'll be there. You know, so that's the kind of thing. Then we have, you know, we have we have people like Resell Melville. Resell is a project manager and she she is serious. She works on projects from start to end. She teaches project management. So, you know, these are the kinds of women and people that I am blessed with, you know, because on my own, as Cerulean or one person, I can't do it all. Mm, there's no way. And, and, here, and here we have Caribbean women who have invested just like me to train themselves, to get qualified, and they're probably just working a nine to five. So why not pull on them and say, hey, sister, come with me. Come, let's do some work. I let's like, help other sisters. I like that you mentioned that um, because you technically you're working as a team. A lot of women, especially Caribbean women, as much as we love each other, it's very difficult for us to work together. How do you actually, um, how are you able to, to you know, forget personalities and actually do your work, do what you're set out to do because it can okay. be but what, so here's, here's what it is. Strong. So here's what it is. So my girlfriends in St. Lucia who I was raised with are not the ones who are in the Cerulean Trust Circle. Some <laughs> of them are there. But not all, because Cerulean looks at the qualification, the ability to execute. And that is where the trust circle starts. If we have to be talking about, you know, auntie daughter down the road there, she need a job. So she must come and work for us. No, is auntie's daughter qualified to do the task? Mm. So we, we really need as Caribbean people to stop already with this friend friend. You know, we, we tend to love this friend, friend. And so sometimes we lose sight of what really matters. What matters is the person that I'm going to put on the, on, on the board here to execute the task in New jail, can she do it? Is she qualified? Is she experienced? 
right? Does she have the know-how? And most importantly, is she a people person? Can she agree to disagree with you and still remain, um, you know, professional? Mm. These are some of the things that we lack as Caribbean women. That can be so difficult to when you disagree, yes. and disagree, and and you don't even know how to actually say, "Hey, I don't really agree with you." But when it's on a professional level, you always have to find a happy medium. Yeah. No, but 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 you see, but you you see with this, what the, what you need to probably say is why. My husband says that all the time. He says a lot of the time we say you can't do this or you can't do that, right? But we never say why. So JL has what. I don't agree with you because of one, two, three, four. However, I really do agree with the with the first point you, you, you made. So the person does not go away feeling like you've just cut me totally off. Hmm. Yeah. You also say what yes, you, you're you're involving culture and art. Yeah. Um and and all of these women's groups. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the, the cultural aspect of the culture. Okay, so so here's what I um I think I, I love art and I love culture. You see my painting behind I me. Love me. A creation, a creation um as a birthday gift from one of my 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 mentees, Carol Fraser. So you know I always say to them, I live vicariously through my art students and mentees because I love art so much. And so when I was approached by the, the then government of Guyana to sit on a steering committee to establish the National School of Art, Drama and Theater, I, I didn't say no. I was so pleased and I was so happy to be, be on that side of history that I could say that I was part of establishing the school, especially because I don't think there is another one like it within the region. So the, the Guyana National School of Art, Drama and Theater is still going on today. And one of the things, because I'm business skewed, I established the um, entrepreneurship course. And the course was called the business of art. Because too often you see our beautiful artists in the Caribbean not know how to sell their art, not know how to get their art and themselves out there. So we, I designed that module and we did some training in that regard. And whilst I was doing all of that, there was Carifesta happening in Guyana. I think it was 2000, I can't remember the exact year. But then they are, the, um, you know, Caricom asked me if I could sit on a committee to help them to set up their space. And that's how I got into Carifesta. Wow. And I have, I have not missed another Carifesta except for the last one in Trinidad. <laughs> I've been to all of the Carifestas as well as worked in it. So mm -hmm. I worked as the, um, the consultant for Carifesta in Haiti. I did, um, I was the, the consultant coordinator for the uh, Caribbean marketplace for the arts in Suriname. I also did the, the Guyana one. So I've been, I've been around and I, oh, I, was, I was actually the consultant for an Italian fashion pro, um, project that happened in the margins of Carifesta in Barbados. So every time I do that, it, it, it feeds my soul in terms of, you know, of, of art and culture, because that is the pinnacle of, of the art and culture in the Caribbean, this mega event, Carifesta. And being part of that really feeds me for a year or two, as every two years that that happens. <laughs> yes, that's how I got involved in it. What do you enjoy most about it? Um, I enjoy seeing an artist who comes from the other districts, not the ones in the, in the city, who comes, let, let us say, you know, from as far, as far afield, afield and is able through his art to, for the world to see how beautiful he, how, how beautiful he is and, and how beautiful his art is. So you find people coming from so far and then they, they would have the conversation and you literally watch them grow. And then you see, you meet them at Carifesta and you think, wow, you know, so that, that for me is very good. 
you know, um, what the other thing that I enjoy the most about about Carrie Festa or even culture is watching the displays on stage. I remember in um, in Barbados that we did a runway and there were there were fashion fashion shows every I think like four or five fashion shows a day. But in between that, we had this guy from Saint Lucia from Guyana called Bravo Arts who painted, literally painted um, his colleagues into, into various animals. And this, they just look so real. Wow. Everybody stood in awe. I mean, how beautiful is this? This is our Caribbean. This is, these are our youth, you know? So, so these things make me happy. <laughs> I want to go back into um, talking a little bit about your family. Uh, we touched on it a little bit at, at the snap. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about your, your home life and, and your, your kids and your husband. Okay. So we are a family of five. <laughs> you have to stop for a second. Eh? Three girls. And husband and wife, and husband and wife. The three, the two, two are big girls. They are my husband's kids, and I have one biological daughter. Okay. And however, we always see them as a unit because okay. of how how close we are. We've always, you know, tried to show them the best part of us. You know, when we when we are thinking of what we want to bring to this world, I think both both my husband and myself, we, we think of being honest, being true, you know, being authentic, being original. These things are very important. And always speaking your truth is something else that we say to them. Yeah. You know, so, you know, so those people who know me know that. I think, I think you're, you're sort of reiterating something. You know, I just finished um, reading um, Black Privilege by Charlemagne. God um, yes. is a, a radio host, and I mean, he—he—that's what he speaks. He says, "Be authentic, be honest." You know, be original, yes, be original all the time. You know, and, yes. and when you say that, it just resonates with me. You know that you know you have Absolutely. to keep being that. Mm -hmm. That way, your mm -hmm. is your bond. You know, like totally. whenever you say. Uh -huh. Go ahead. Indeed. And, and the thing about it is, it is easy to copy. It is so easy to copy. And so we have so many copycats. But it is a little, you have to do a little more thinking, a little more pondering, a writing, planning, if you are to be original. And some of us can't be bothered to do that. And this is the reason why I always say to my daughter and, and, and I say to, my, to all of the young people in my family, I say, hey, take time to think about what you want. Take time to plan what you want. It, 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 we cannot all be doing the same thing. How boring would that be? How boring would life be? You know, even, even the fact that I am an entrepreneur, I say when I go to schools or when I go to speak to young people, I say not every one of you I'm talking to here that I am I am trying to turn into an entrepreneur because who will work for me? <laughs> you understand me? We 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 we, we can't. We really all be no. It's impossible. Now now you how do you balance your your personal life and your professional life well with my, my my personal life one of the things that we often do as a family is to always spend time with each other and and we hold each other accountable to that so my daughter will walk in the room and say so you're not spending much time with her with me i need us to do xyz or i might say <laughs> i think we haven't into the, to the, to the cinema in a while. What's going on? We need to do something, and 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 so we we hold each other and ourselves accountable in that way. Another thing with that is we have a routine as a family, and it, it, we've done it for a long time. So when we come home from work, we all three would lie on the bed with our daughter in the center and just talk about the day. 
So now we now she's gotten older. She's eighteen. She doesn't really come to lie in the center anymore. But <laughs> even when we come home, we make like what the Guyanese will call swank or Lucians will call squash. We'll sit down, we'll make some squash. We're still Caribbean children, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, we, and we'll have we'll have a sandwich or we'll have something because we don't really eat heavy at night. And so we we do these things together. And even when when I'm out late or my husband's out late, the family misses that. So we we talk about it or we say that to each other. So we we're very authentic in our in our way. It's not every day we are going to sit together as this family and, and I'm not going to make you think that's what it is. Some yeah. days we are late, some days we are away, we are traveling. Some days our daughter is late because she's a karateka. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are there are so many things that happen. But but what is good is that we keep each other, we, we are accountable to each other. And how, that, that means a lot. How do they cope with you doing so many different things? How do well, they, um, they really, they are supportive. They really supportive. As a family, we are supportive in, in everything and anything that each other does. So when my, do my daughter does karate, we are there. When she has a tournament, we are always there. When, um, when my, hu my husband is big into youth development in terms of the, um, the Catholic youth organization, so he, he's doing like a, a, a youth camp. I am there in the youth camp, um, you know, providing much needed assistance or even lecturing there. Um, he also is big in sports. So when, he, when it's his sports day, we all in the middle of the sport. We really support each other, you know. And, and I think that works well for us. That is so and And there's another thing. There's another thing. I everybody who knows knows me knows that I love the gym. Love the gym. I love to, I love to exercise. I love so that's another way of balancing. So I have to get a bit of a workout in or else I'm a grouch. Really? Do you do it in the morning or in the evenings? I do it in the morning. I do it in the morning. And what I've realized here is that I can't get anybody to meet with me. We are a bit of an early family, but I can't get anybody to meet with me between eight o'clock and ten. Because even if I say meet at let's meet at eight thirty, then they might walk in at ten or nine o'clock. They might walk in at ten. So here's what: let's we have to find nice ways of of dealing with some of the issues instead of us getting upset. So do the gym between there and then my next my first meeting will be ten o'clock. <laughs> That's a nice. You to, yes, you have to sort of you know find a way, find a way. <laughs> You definitely find your your balance now. Now, with all all what you're you're, you're doing, when do you when do you plan on slowing down, or do you plan on ever slowing down? No. <laughs> I like how you you're like no. <laughs> are you are you because because I love I love what I do. I love people. I love youth. You know, um, one of the things I will say to you, though, is that we are moving, and you will see, in, um, like the link that I sent you, where I am doing a lot of my business um, business coaching online. So I have set up a landing page where folks can literally come in, call me in, and do a half an hour, do, do a 15 minutes for free, and then you can do 45 minutes where I talk to you about your business and help you. So with time, I would like to be able to be in Dominica for the Creole Festival and do some work on the side. <laughs> I, like how you, I like how you slide that in. I love how you just slide that in. Um, right? You know, you know I, what I mean? I'd love to be able to do that. That's a perfect opportunity for me to actually tell the viewers that if they need to get in touch with you, in contact with you, all of your social media handles yeah. are, of course, listed. I'm down there. Yeah, depends on where you're actually viewing. If you're viewing on on a phone or on a yeah. computer, it can be either above or below. All of the contact okay. information is there, including your website yeah. and your landing page. Totally. That's and the landing page, you know, they could they could contact me on there. There's a free 15 minutes out, and you can literally schedule me. You'll see my calendar. Click on there. See when I'm available. 
and it will it will definitely um, alert me and I'll be more than happy to have a chat. Yes, and she's you hear that Dominica? She wants to go to Creole Festival. She wants Hello. to I like love, love, love it. <laughs> exactly during a Creole Festival time for you to want to come, eh? So you want to mix a little bit of business and pleasure. I want to do that, of course. <laughs> Everybody who knows me know I love, love, love music. I love, I love our Caribbean festivals. I want as I get older, my my old man and myself will travel throughout the Caribbean and you know follow some of the festivals have a good time but still do a little bit of work on the side you know we are we are actually retiring later these days so you don't really need to retire to sit still do nothing not at all that that's right that's right are you are you looking for somebody to groom because you know i might be i might want to volunteer myself we are always looking for people to groom we believe we are not part of the of the regime who did not do knowledge management. We groom you. We help you grow. Because in our Caribbean, for too long, we have used information as currency, information as a tool to hold a, a, above the youth, the head of the youth. We share information. We believe in knowledge management. We believe that we are not the end all after us our the young people must come up to do what we do or better so we wow. encourage that that is that is simply amazing uh, i so love i love to hear everything you you're saying resonates with me um a lot um what what happens next for your company what happens next for, for 2020? I, I'm not sure if you've, you've been following the news in Guyana. Guyana has, has found oil, and so there is, there is a totally changing business environment here. So we are looking at developing standards for our business. We are looking at putting a lot of what we do online. We are also looking at expanding. 2020 is our growth year. There will be lots of great things. We have some great projects. So we are actually also looking for investors who can come in and work with us because we believe that uh, there is so much that we can do to help the youth in Guyana and regionally. So we are calling out the investors to come talk to us because we really think that Cerulean is on a growth path. And we are, we, are, we are asking everyone to come on board with us. We are not, doing, we are not growing alone. We grow in this way. We open our arms out. Oh my God! I just gonna. I'm just gonna get into um, you know, the chat because a few people have been sending in messages, and at any time, yeah. guys, if you have any questions, feel free in your question. Um, I just want to shout out a few people who are locked in. Sylvia, Simon, yes. Pelty, Kimara, Matthew is locked. Kimara says, "I like. She likes especially the free part." She said, "She said you should come and do." Oh, um, Melinda says you should come and do something that where Dominica is concerned. Uh, oh. We also have Curvel just joining. Uh, Curvel says she is hey, very Carvel. good at what she does. Kimara, I am so reaching out. Does she say no, JL? Not you. She's telling me not to reach out. You <laughs> <laughs> no, we no no. We bring it in JL. We bring it in JL. Totally, totally. <laughs> oh, Carol says when she done with the business, you will be brand new. So that's what Carol oh. saying. Um, Kimari said she's excited already. Kimari is, a, is an entrepreneur um, out in Dominica. She's a fashion designer. Wow. She she um. She's always thinking of something new to do. What is the next best thing? That is what, that is, what is needed. Yes. To tell Tamara, keep on, keep on keeping on. And she's, you know, she's a chatterbox and she loves to talk. She loves to engage. And I, I think, Tamara, you should yes. reach out to her. You know, all of her contacts. And just saying, just saying to the Dominican crew out there, Lakea Joseph is my mentee she's 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 dominican she's the queen's young leader in dominica and i've worked with her i don't know if you know her shout out to her those of you love her love her love her sure. doing great things in dominica awesome um anything else that we want that you'd like us to know one of the things i actually want to ask you before one, one thing that i would like to say here one of the things i'd want to, want to ask i'd just like to say thank you to Cavell. 
Yes, go ahead. We're having a little bit of a delay. That's why. I'm not hearing that. We're having a little bit of a delay. Yes, a delay. Sorry about that. Okay, so I just want to say thank you to Cavell David who connected us. You must never forget your connector. Cavell David has been a fan of mine in Guyana for a long time. A, a dynamic Dominican woman. She's been Dominican women in Guyana and well, well on Facebook, so you know that it has been really, really awesome, um, you know, how the amount of, of great things that Dominican women are doing. And I see Cabell doing that throughout, um, you know, throughout her page, really pushing the, the bill for women and, and, and young people in Dominica. This is what we need to be doing, people. It's our Caribbean. We need to do great things for each other. That is, that is absolutely, you are absolutely correct. Um, before we actually wrap up, there's one thing I'd want to know. Is there anything that people don't know about you that you'd like them to know? Is there anything? Yes, there is one thing. Yes. yes. There's, there's two things. One that I absolutely love Guyana. Do not listen to anything that's being told to you about Guyana. Come visit the country yourself. That's the first thing. The second thing is I am setting up a foundation for women. It is called the Caribbean Lifestyle Foundation. And that foundation will be targeting women after childbirth. Because I lost a lot of my memory after childbirth. And every other woman that I have spoken to have told me about something that went wrong with her after childbirth, from her hair to her teeth to her yeah. ability to even hold down a job. You see what I mean? <laughs> because because so, before before I had like kids, I had like my I mean, yeah, kind of sort of have perfect teeth, but um, right. one of my tooth shifted because now if I eat selfish, stuff gets stuck between it, and I went to yeah. my my dentist and I was like, what is going on? Like why all of a sudden I anything I dodge there and he goes, well, that happens after pregnancy. So why did that happen? Like that is so puzzling. Like that is the issue. So we're going to be in with that with the, the Caribbean lifestyle foundation, we are going to be looking at women and women development after childbirth. How could we be of better support. What are some of the information that we need to give to women? And the thing is, women or, or youth, who, women who are having babies are themselves youth. So these are young people who don't know. So we are going to be telling them some stuff, some things about, you know, what to look for, how to deal with them, and also putting putting forward the the support mechanisms for them. Wow, so, that is something else about me that folks don't know. <laughs> follow you, follow all of her, um, her her contacts. As I mentioned before, you know, um, her social media handles are in the broadcast, so it's either above or below. Um, her name and her contact, her website, her landing page, her landing page, her Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is all on there. You can contact her. You can follow her and, and and let her share some of her knowledge with you and i, I really I, I really must you know um see how appreciative i am i am of Corbell for connecting us together absolutely it was so quick like she literally emailed you and she's like yo like minutes like that <laughs> get on what i i thought that was really good about it is how authentic it all comes out you know it's not it's it's so unplanned we just having a really good you know sister to sister chat and i love it yes. Yes, Melinda is saying, I think the foundation is a great initiative. Oh, um, thank you so much. Commenting you on that. I, I, I'm happy to have this medium where, where women and men can share, especially Caribbean people can share, you know, with, with everyone, you know, exactly yes. what they're doing. How, because you would be surprised how quickly and easily it is that you help someone with just one sentence in everything that you said, mm -hmm. you know. So, Somebody's cool. help. And, and, and I really want to commend your work. I've been following you as well in terms of the number of people you connect with, you know, through this medium. Never stop doing what you're doing. Always, you know, continue. And and the thing is, I, I find that you are so 
you so cordial in how you how you interact so people it it makes it easy for people to tell you some serious stuff yeah it is it it, it is kind of i make i don't i don't i guess i just make people comfortable i don't even know what it is um but i'm so happy that you could have come on with me and i, I always say i invite others you know to come on i really want this to be about the Caribbean and not necessarily just yeah. Latin and Dominica because I believe that we should we, we as women of the Caribbean we need to remain connected together we are so much stronger than apart absolutely right? we're so absolutely much and I, I probably we have so much in common so much in common we we speak the same language you know yes Yes, we do. We definitely do. Uh, Carvel is just, she just keeps stalking jail. She is in a league of her own. <laughs> oh, I love Carvel. Yes. I love Carvel. You know, he's really, really serious, bright, and, and going places. And, and that's what our Caribbean needs. And then, and there's Steffi. Steffi is, Steffi is, uh, I care in Guyana, she's Dominican and Guyanese. So, you know, integration jail said in my mind through the social dimension. I have said that for years, that it is, you know, where it's not where we sit with coats and tie and talk about integration. Integration happens, it's our Caribbean. We are children of, of Dominicans, children of St. Lucians, Guyanese, we have, Bajans, and we all are like a good, nice bouillon. <laughs> we are a good, nice bouillon. Ah, I like the way you put it. Um, I'm getting called yeah. out because of you, Lindell. I'm getting called out um, on on the um, on the on the. The, the, the broadcast, um, Carvel is saying that I studied 767 Girls Rock. It's something I studied back in 2015. And Nisha is asking, when are we having another 767 Girls Rock? I'll tell you a little bit about 767 Girls Rock. In, please, you know, please. You know, I'm in another, I would be there. Well, I, would be there. See, <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw um, Black, uh, Black Girls Rock. Um, it is it is an American, um, yes, American yes. show. That but I, I do it completely different. It, yes, it, I have launched the idea in my mind um, to want to um, alleviate our, our women. And, and I what I found was that um, a lot of times as young women, we want to do more, but we don't see people around us that we can relate to in terms of what we're doing or what we want to do. It's always somebody much older who's done it. And, and you, can't really, you can't really relate. Yeah. Like, I can't really relate to you. You know, like, you have to get to. How do I get to it in the next couple of years, you know? And 77 yeah, Girls Rock, what it does is that we select women who are doing things, who are movers and shakers, are innovators, and they are within a certain age range who can offer inspiration to young minds. And I bring them on a stage wow. for one night and and we talk and we share. But I do this background um, on them that they don't know, like I go into their, their lives. So I interview their family, their friends, their peers, their colleagues, their kids, their husbands, wow. and we get all the tea from them. And I actually put it up. <laughs> yeah, so so people get so they so there for the first time they're seeing how people look at them and what people think of them, you yeah. know, and, and and how how they're impacting people's lives, be it students, be it yes. um be it employers, you know, and and they get to see that live on a live show. And the last one was actually right before um Hurricane uh, Maria. We had it um back in April of 2017. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking hopefully yeah. to do it next year. So next year summer, I'm hoping to do another seven six seven girls. You coming down, right? You coming down? Hey. Even two hands. One. It's two hands. Yes, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so we're yes, hoping please. to do that. Um, absolutely. Yeah, we're hoping to do that next year, and I'm hoping to do it even bigger. I've reached out to 
to a few uh, media personal persons outside of Dominica to see what sort of coverage we can really give this because I really want it to be a big deal. You know, I, I feel yeah. so, you know, people can learn from it. And one of the things that I, uh, you know, Digicel has been on board with me for seven, six, seven girls rock. Like they, they air my shows like every single week. Wow. Right? They air my, they've aired and they've, and they've continued to air, you know, even the shows that oh, no. It's timeless in terms of the material. These are things that young that people always there. want to know. You know, they always want to know that hey, I can get my no. PhD at age thirty. You know, I, because like, somebody else has done on the road did it. You know, so I could do I it, do. right? So, so that's one of the things that that that, that it's that it's about. You know, and I, I would, really want to do it next year. So, so um, I would love to be um, so hopefully, you know, I can get some other Caribbean women to come in for seven, six hours. And I would, I would definitely be able to help you with that. Definitely. I, definitely yeah. Rich, you know, we have each other on WhatsApp now. Oh my God. We, I have you locked down. No worry. <laughs> and actually, Nisha, who's one of the folks who actually called me out on there, she actually lives in St. Lucia. She's a Dominican living in St. Lucia. In so, Lucia. That's, that's what I tell you, you know, we have been moving throughout the Caribbean for years. You know, we are true Caribbean people. So, you know, it's it's not a problem. I would, I would yes, from, yes. from Diana to Dominica is not far. It's not far, you know? We would love to do that. I, I would know, love to do that. It was amazing having you on, Lindell. And you. I want to comment you go, Before you go, Dale, here's what? In, in St. Lucia, we say coco tea. But I heard you say caco tea, so I wanted to make sure I can say it like you. Girl, it's caco tea. Caco tea. All right, coco, caco, we there. <laughs> you know why we can't we can't cocoa that tea? Because everybody uh -huh. cocoa, so we have to caco it. Caco the tea. <laughs> I love it. Yes, I love it, love it, love it. So I, I'm so happy but, to have you. Know, I appreciate you. I thank you so much for the opportunity. And I want to say thank you to all of your fans, all of the fans. I think they become my fans now. So hello, fans. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate y'all. And JL, keep on doing you. Thank you very much. And thank you so very much for being on, taking time out of your busy schedule, because it could have been family time, right? And you make time. Yes. No, not to worry. We'll sort that out. <laughs> I always say you could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to be right here. And we have to appreciate it. Love, 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 Kako tea. I'll follow you. I have already started following you, so we'll have some good times. Yes, for sure. See you Thank later. You. Take care. And until next time, Take thank care. you guys, those of you who tuned in. Really appreciate you. you sharing with us. Until next time, the next time we'll be on will be October 19th, and that will be with Dr. Sophia George. Uh, who is uh, she's she, she? I mean, she, she does so many things. You just gotta, you just have to tune in to see. We're coming up soon on October 19th.